Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for today. Thank you for the sunshine and the warmth outside, for all of these beautiful signs of spring. And Lord, we thank you for Jesus, and we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit here with us today as we gather and worship in your name. I pray that you would be with me as I speak your message today, God, to our body of believers. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, first of all, I want to say thank you to our readers, Jerry, Blake, and Josiah, because that was really brave of them to come forward. They've been practicing their reading, so thank you, kids, for coming forward to read for us today. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about walking with children in worship, And this was actually a sermon I gave a couple months ago on Blizzard Sunday. And no, I'm not talking about Dairy Queen. Um, It was a Sunday morning when we had a terrible blizzard outside. And so, so many of you weren't able to be here. And we felt like this was such an important message as part of our series of walking with God in worship that we decided that I would go ahead and use this opportunity to give it again. So today I'm going to explore how we here in Emmanuel and as Christians are called to walk alongside children in helping them grow in their faith and grow in to love and learn all about Jesus and to love him. And so I thought I would start by sharing a little bit about my childhood growing up. So I grew up in Norwalk, Iowa. Um, I went to New Life Lutheran Church there and I was born there, baptized there, confirmed there. I graduated from there, so I spent my entire childhood and youth growing up in the church. Um, you can see some pictures up there on the, your far right on the bottom is my Uncle Mike and Aunt Karen, and then my sister, and then me, the little baby, on the day of my baptism. And then above that is my confirmation picture in ninth grade. Um, and I was in many different programs and involved in many different ways in the church, Um, many Christmas programs, so I tracked down one of me as an angel, I'm assuming, Um, but I also had friends in the church. I loved going to church, and two of my best friends were Katie and Sarah, and they were part of my childhood growing up in the church, and then they were also in my wedding. They're the two girls on the end of that photo at my wedding. So my family was one. We went to church every week, And I remember all of the different things I did. I did Sunday school, youth group, vacation Bible school, confirmation. I actually remember in confirmation, my pastor asking me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said I wanted to be a pastor. So I guess that is still true today. I remember going to Okaboji in Riverside as a camper. And I sang a lot in the church. Um, I was in the choir. I sang on the praise band, in the youth band. So... All of these moments, these different things in the church were awesome experiences that drew me to God. But what was most important is that there were people in each of these areas who invested in me personally throughout my childhood experience in the church. I remember my children's ministry leader, Rachel, who then became my middle school youth leader. And I would go to her house with a bunch of youth and we'd eat, do Bible study, and hang out and worship. And one time I sat on her front porch crying and she came out and gave me a hug, a kiss on the forehead, prayed with me, loved on me, told me all about how middle school is awful and that I'll get past it. And I did. So I remember my preschool teacher. She, we had a preschool as part of our church and she then became our childhood nanny And she was such a special lady in my life. She was still at our weddings, and we all got married. 
And when she experienced some loss in her family, it affected us as well. We had pastor, my pastor Tim, um, who developed a youth group in our church, got me involved in church, and he married Andrew and I. And then I had my best friend Sarah and Katie. We would meet on the church lawn and do Bible studies. We'd pray together, and we went to camp together. And then there were extended families in our church. We were a body of families, and they became family to us. And so the way that these people developed personal relationships with me and walked alongside of me in each one of these areas helped me grow closer to Jesus. They were an example of Jesus for me, and they walked with me through worship. So the question I want to pose to us today is, how are we called to walk with children in worship? And I think that there's some really great things in our readings that we had today that help explain this to us. So the first reading I'm going to review is Philippians 2, and that's on page 1,827 in your pew Bible, if you would like to pull it out and follow along. But it said, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love and any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So there's a lot going on in just this little piece of scripture. And it's titled, Imitating Christ's Humility, because I think it does a good job of explaining who Jesus is and how we are to love one another as Jesus loves us. It talks about being united in Christ, having a common sharing of the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and doing nothing out of selfishness but practicing humility. And so when we read this passage, we get a glimpse at the character of Jesus. It talks a bit about um, having encouragement from, and comfort from his love, having a common sharing in the spirit, experiencing compassion and tenderness with one another. And so as a body of believers, we are called to be united together with the same mindset of Jesus, putting on the mind of Jesus and who he is. And we're called to be imitators of that to one another, but also to children in the church, to be examples of Christ to the children in the church. Like we talked about in our children's sermon, children are not just some distant generation in the church. They are today. They are part of our body of believers. They are here and now, and we're called to walk alongside of them to help them love Jesus. And we're to be imitators of Christ's love and humility for them. And the only way this is possible is for us to embrace the Holy Spirit because we can't imitate Christ without his spirit, his Holy Spirit. So one of the ways that we as adults in the church can model faith for our kids is by humbling ourselves, by ridding of our agendas and our own preferences so that when kids come to worship, they can have a meaningful experience with Christ. And so there are some Sundays when we have a lot going on with kids. We have where they come forward and they sing or they process in with palm branches and they read or we do Christmas programs during service. And I believe that's all because we want them as part of our worship, and we can learn and experience God through them. And sometimes that means we have to lay aside our own preferences 
so that when they come to worship, they can draw closer to Jesus. And then children need adults in their lives who will imitate Christ for them, who will model what faith is, because faith is taught more than it is taught. Faith, kids learn about God by experiencing him, by witnessing it, more than they do just being told who Jesus is. And this is especially true in the homes for parents, as you imitate Christ for children, not just at church, but in your home. And this was especially true for me. See, when I was growing up in the church, like I said, we went every week, but Jesus was just like a distant figure to me until I was about in middle school when my parents decided to take us to family camp at Okaboji. And this was right when we had a new pastor come into our church who was very passionate about youth and about families. And he gathered up a bunch of families in our church and we went to Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp for a week. And that one week changed my parents' lives. I saw a spark in them, a love and a fire for the Lord that made me start to say, oh, there's something about this Jesus guy that's real. I want in on that. And we spent time in Bible studies and praying and just loving worship, loving God that week, that at the end of the week, we gathered in a circle as a family and we prayed together and we cried together and we left that week completely changed. My parents started Bible studies in their homes. They opened their doors to so many people. I can't remember how many people slept on our couch or in a bedroom. They were on fire for the Lord and were so involved in our church that I started saying, I want in on that. And so walking in worship with children requires a commitment from our entire congregation saying, we value you. We want to prioritize you because we love you. Really, it's all about relationships. And so, what does this look like? Well, we read a little bit about what this looks like in Matthew 18 today, when Jesus is walking with his disciples, and they're arguing, and then he puts a little child in the middle of them and says, be like this little child. So what can we truly learn from little children? Well, in this time of Jesus, it was probably really odd for the disciples to have Jesus place a child in the midst of them because children in that society were not seen as anything special. They were seen as sinners and lacking in knowledge and understanding. No doubt the parents loved their children because they were a blessing from the Lord. But to place a little child in the midst of them and say, learn from this child, was probably a little confusing for the disciples. But you see, what I think is that children have a curiosity and a hunger to know the Lord. And there's an excitement that they have that, where they ask why a lot. If you've ever been around young children, they ask why, why this, why that? I was really surprised this week when my two and a half year old asked why over and over again, because that was new for me. And how do I explain all of these big things to a little, little child? But kids have this hunger to know more, to ask questions. And I believe that we can take that example and, and put that in our hunger for the Lord and wanting to explore and learn more about God. I once heard a story about a little girl who was coming forward for the children's sermon. And as she got up to the front, she turned around and waved her hand and said, Come on, Grandma. Like, hey, come. Come with me. You're part of this. I want you to join in with me. Walk alongside of me. And, and she was hungry and excited for what the Lord had to give her that day. Kids also have this thing about worshiping without fear. If you've seen some of the kids that come forward to sing for us, 
they aren't afraid to worship. They do silly actions, they sing at the top of their lungs. There's an excitement about the aspect of their worship experience that is moving for us. Just a few weeks ago, well, it's been a couple months now, because it was a couple months ago since I gave this sermon, but we had a group of kids go to a worship service in Ames on Wednesday night. And it was this worship prayer service. And I was so amazed in front of me about the amount of kids who were involved in this worship experience. There was a family in front of me, a mom and two little girls. And as the mom would raise her hands in worship, so would the little girl. And then a few minutes later, the mom would be talking to someone and the little girl would still continue raising her hands in worship. And I think, wow, what an incredible vulnerability that that child has to worship God without fear. And the example that that mother is being for them in worshiping without fear. And then later, they had an opportunity for people to come forward and speak in the microphone and say, hey, I want to pray for people who are going through this or going through that. And there was... There was youth who came forward and said, I feel like I'm led to pray for this for someone. And they would go and lay hands on adults and pray for them. What a powerful moment of children blessing adults in that moment of being open to the Holy Spirit to speak to them and to pray over them. I think we have so much to learn from the display that children have for us in worshiping God. And here at Emmanuel, We don't want kids to just be a footnote on the greater worship experience that we have here. We want them to be part of every little aspect of our worship gatherings and our worship space. And so now, how do we walk with children in worship? I think that we follow Jesus' example in this story. I want to flip this story upside down, and I want to take another piece of scripture that's similar to this from Mark, and I'll read that to you. It says, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. I think this is an incredible image that we can take as what it looks like to walk alongside children in worship and the character of Jesus in this story. So we don't have first century Facebook photos of Jesus interacting with children, but we do have Google, and people have taken images and put together images of Jesus to help describe his character in some of these instances. So I have a, some various photos I'm going to show you. So. Um, Here's one, Jesus comforting a little child. Um, This is one of my favorites. I remember this one with with my children when I was a child of Jesus, you know, giving undivided attention to a child, showing intimacy and love gathered around children. Another one of gathering with children, showing love, undivided attention. Um, There's clearly joy among some of those kids. And then just the invitation of Jesus for children to come and be with me, sit on my lap. I want to bless you and love you and carry you and walk alongside of you. This image actually reminds me of the one when I was sitting on the doorstep of my middle school youth leader as I was crying about middle school and she was comforting me. Um, Or Jesus with little babies. 
Those are always precious. And then the last one, I love this one because it shows so much joy that Jesus brings. Jesus isn't some distant figure. He's close with us as his children. He's walking with us. He's holding us. He's laughing with us. He has joy with us. So from these images, we see things like comforter. He's sweet. He's precious. He's caring. He's loving. People are drawn to him. They're giving him undivided attention, or he's giving undivided attention. He's in close proximity to them. He's gathered with them. He brings joy. He's inviting, brings laughter. He's being real with them. Really, it's all about relationships. And as God's children, this is what he does for us. And then, as it said, we're called to imitate that for others. This is what we're called to be for children. So for kids here in our church, we should give them our undivided attention, learn their names, build a friendship with them, invest in them, not just for them, build a relationship with them. So ultimately, it's all about relationships. And so my challenge to us is to invest with our presence, however that looks for you. It may be getting involved in some of the ways that we have children involved in our church. We've talked about a lot of them, VBS, Epic, After School Adventure. Or maybe it means something different for you, like investing in families who have small children, inviting them into your homes, having a meal with them. Jesus had a lot of meals. He had a lot of table fellowship with people, and that's an incredible way to bless families who are trying to walk alongside of their children and raise them to know the Lord. Another way is to just love them like Jesus. Last night, I all of a sudden had a song come to my mind called um, Love Them Like Jesus by Casting Crowns. And maybe you can go home and listen to it, but there's a line in it that says, so love them like Jesus. You don't need the answers to all of life's questions. Just know that he loves them. Stay by their side and love them like Jesus. You don't have to have all the answers. It may be uncomfortable or intimidating, out of your comfort zone. But I want to challenge you to open yourself to the Holy Spirit and ask, what ways are you calling me to invest in children in our church? And then lastly, just reflect and learn from the children around you. Be willing to be curious and explore the Bible with them, worship like them without fear, and practice humility, and step outside of your comfort zone and just love them like Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for each and every child in our congregation here and those who are not here, God. I pray for your Holy Spirit to be upon us as we process all of these words that you've spoken today, that you would begin a wrestling in our hearts to want to change or move forward in the ways that you're calling us, God. And we bless all of these children here today, God. And we thank you for us as your children, God, that you love us and are always with us. In Jesus' name, amen.